Welcome. Hey, to the whole thing! <laughs> you couldn't hold it together for five seconds. The sound wasn't even done. It just cracked up. Oh, this is good. It's perfect. Though. Over. I love how I love how we promised that we weren't going to laugh. <laughs> Yeah, I'll do my I'll do my best this time. I swear. <laughs> okay, let's just oh, jump God. into this, guys. Oh, All right, yeah, you ready, Niggle? Yeah, mute yeah. your mic. <laughs> Three, two, one. Welcome to the Gunslinger Gaming Frosty Pints Podcast. I'm Gobi, and joining me will be Dr. Niggle, the Leetness, and Jay Sovereign. So sit back and enjoy the ride. First up, we got a couple of announcements. Uh, there's a new master list for Crash Team Racing Nitro Fields on PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. So if you got the game, make sure you go over there and sign up. There's also a new featured clan front and master list for Super Mario Maker 2. Uh, and it sounds like the guys had a Shellfinger event a couple of days ago. Um, Niggle was there. He'll fill you in. Uh, it was a good time. Everybody just got together, played some Nintendo games, talked about uh, mixtapes in the 80s, <laughs> old commercials. Um, it, was a, it, was, it was a fun time. Uh, I got to hang out. I got to hear Crinkle Pouch speak again. He got a new microphone. Uh, we had Murphy there. We had Rapid Kirby who's kind of a staple if you're ever playing a Nintendo game, you gotta have you gotta have Rapid there. And uh, a couple of the members. And it was it was a good time overall. Uh, it was nice to catch up and tell some stories about when we were young, quote unquote. Back when televisions had tubes and bunny ears. Ah, oh, the good old fun. days. Nostalgia Road. Good. Uh, but uh, something else yeah. that we talked about, though, um, if anyone else is uh, interested out there, on Friday, June 28th at Stoke-on-Trent in the United Kingdom, the Spice Girls are having a concert at 7.30 p.m. at Victoria Hall. The Spice Girls, the pop group, <laughs> together again, reunited, going on a concert tour. <sighs> Friday, June 28th, Stoke-upon-Trent. So glorious. I can't wait to see Posh Spice. Oh, I can't wait to see I, all I don't think she's in there. I know she's uh, Victoria Beckham is <laughs> yeah, just rejoining. She, she's like, I'm too, I'm too <sighs> rich for this. <laughs> yeah, right? So much for that surprise. I'm not going to be picky. Speaking of surprises, EA <laughs> boxes are surprise mechanics and says they're used ethically. That's right. It's that a surprise. Bullshit. It's a surprise to open up your loot box after you spent, you know, a hundred dollars or so in the in-game currency to buy those loot boxes, and you finally get the item that you're looking for. Just like it's a surprise after you put in about fifty, a hundred dollars into a slot machine at a casino and you win. <laughs> it's not the same. It's not the same, right? It's not the, the, totally different. I am obviously totally. <laughs> Oh yeah. So uh, yeah. Electronic Arts was the one who insisted that loot boxes are uh, surprise mechanics, and they're uh, they're arguing this in front of uh, the UK Parliament uh, this week. Yeah, this week was the UK Parliament because Europe has sort of been on top of this whole thing with loot boxes, uh, saying that they are basically the equivalent to gambling, which I personally agree with, and. Uh, you, they are citing studies and things saying that loot boxes and all this is addictive. There's a pattern of behavior which constitutes addiction. 
But even putting all that aside, the mechanic itself, to me, you pay money for a chance to get something. You pay money for a chance to win something. There's such a fine line there that I I just think it's gambling. Yeah, I agree. Oh, there we go. Good talk. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you know what you're getting and you pay for what you want, that's one thing, but paying $100 to get a $3 fucking skin because you got $75 worth of skins that you don't want, that's gambling. You're not even guaranteed to get that skin. It's like paying $100 for a <laughs> chance to get that skin. You might, <laughs> might not ever, yeah, ever so see no. it. Yeah, I mean, cosmetic paying for cosmetic items has never been an issue for me. I think a lot of people want to do that, and all, all, more power to them if they want to do that. That's great. Yep. But um, the loot box system is really what makes it a little bit unfair. I do like what GGG does, that's Grinding Gear Games, that makes uh, Path of Exile. They do a similar type of loot box where every league they'll re- release a loot box that you can purchase for whatever, some in-game currency. You have to obviously pay money for that in-game currency. But um, at the end of the league, they release that and you can purchase the entire, or any any item that was in that loot box. Mm. So that's kind of a way that you're, you're taking the chance. So you still have that chance mechanic, which kind of sucks. But um, you do still have, if you want to purchase that um, skin or whatever, you could wait till the end of the league. I don't know. But they, uh, it's a completely free-to-play game. So again, it's yeah, like one of those things. I, I feel the, the same way about uh, Warframe that does, does a similar thing. You, there's yeah. a lot of stuff in that game Actually, most of the cosmetic items in that game as well, you can just get for free. It's not a problem. But if you want to put some money down to support the developer or something like that, then you can buy cosmetic stuff. Or well, well, what I like about Warframe is that they not only do they have it to where you can buy things, but you can also trade. Like They have a, like a, a community within the game where you, you, you can go grind and get things of value to other people, and they can pay you money so then you you can therefore uh or platinum you can therefore you know go out and get it yourself so i do like that they have that option so it's like yes you can just be well and dump money into it but if you don't want to there's other ways of getting this in, this in-game currency without actually having to put in real 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 world cash oh yeah. nice yeah and i was actually stoked um i posted some links in uh a while back but uh gears 5 which comes out in september um and is not gears of war ultimate edition um, they have re- completely removed uh, loot boxes and uh, are making you earn like your stuff, and uh, you'll be able to buy stuff. But it's you know exactly what you're buying, and you're paying a set amount for it, um, which is good. It's kind of a throwback to the way it was back in Gears Three, which I really liked. And uh, I mean, they put out some cool skins, and but you paid for the skins that you wanted. Um, it was like three bucks for a skin or some shit like that. I got no problem paying three dollars for a skin if it's the one I want. I'm not paying a hundred dollars for a damn skin. And I, I might be old school, but I, I always like the the clear path of pro- progression in games. Like if you want this, then you have to go do that, or you have to, you know, like, to your point, I just paid three bucks for the exact thing I wanted. And I felt like a, uh, seeing a, a good handful of um, developers at E3 
um, kind of saying similar things that go harkening back to that time and, and getting away from the loot box thing. So I'm excited to see if that's going to be the new normal again. Oh, let's hope so. Yeah, because, I mean, I miss the days when you paid a single price and got everything in the game. Yeah. What? <laughs> Remember that? The good uh, old days I when do. you paid price and you actually got a released game, not just like and, and you know day one patch. It was finished. Oh. <laughs> it was actually no. finished. <laughs> uh, I think yeah. the last game uh, that I felt like I was, I was really, really super happy with the amount of uh, wait, like too much stuff was on there that I couldn't even finish it was like Witcher. The last I was Witcher. gonna, I mean, I was gonna say the same thing. Witcher three, mm-hmm. like Perfect. I did not even need to buy another um, any of the expansions. There was so much content in the original right. game that I was just like, okay, well, there's a shit ton here to do. Actually, I kind of felt about the same thing about Red Dead Redemption for mm-hmm. single player as well. Yeah, yeah, good point. Red Dead single. I was gonna say all the way back to, um, I think it was Mass Effect two and three, where EA uh, had finally come out with Origin, uh, and they were launching Mass Effect games from the Origin platform. And what they did was in Mass Effect two and three, when you ha- gained an achievement, an in-game achievement. It gave you, like, points on your Ubisoft account, and after you had accumulated uh, so many points, you could use those points to effectively buy DLC. And mm-hmm. I remember I remember doing that and thinking, wow, this is, a, this is a fucking phenomenal system. Like, all I have to do is play this game and rank up, you know, achievement points, and then I can, like, buy more game content. But we haven't seen that since, so that obviously wasn't a very uh, profitable endeavor. Right. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's the problem. So this whole mechanic that I see here, this whole, like, it's a surprise, and we're talking about, like, go back to the original Division, where you can buy some uh, early on, before patch 1.4, you could just buy cosmetic bundles through Steam. So you pay $5, and you get four completely complete outfits with, you know, hats, jackets, shirts, pants, shoes. Um, the difference between that and this is that this nets the company way more money. Right. So right. obviously they're fighting to defend this because it's not profitable when Gobi goes to the store and buys a $3 skin because he wants it as opposed to <laughs> sinking in, you know, all this money to buy loot boxes. So they're obviously motivated by money. This is obviously gambling. They're obviously defending it because it's making them money. And unfortunately, oh. I don't I don't know if it's going to stop. I don't know how good their lawyers are. I don't know how committed the UK government is to this. Well, the other thing is, uh, I don't know where it is, I haven't paid attention, but uh, there was a senator in the US that proposed basically the same type of bill that the EU has. I don't know if it's got passed. I know at one point it had bipartisan support. Um, so maybe if that ever passes both the House and the Senate, um, that might put a little more pressure on you know, these big companies get rid of loot boxes because now they're going to be just as illegal in the U.S. as they are in Europe. So we can only hope, I guess. I guess I should say I'm not jumping on the whole loot box idea because, you know, it's, you know, the hot button topic or anything. I, I like the idea of loot boxes. I just don't like the idea of paying real money for currency so that I have to, you know, buy a whole bunch of loot boxes to hopefully get something that I want. In general, I mean, I'm kind of... Against like I feel like it's mon- monetizing the fun out of games is where like if you have to always put more money into it to feel like you're either 
equal to other people or you're uh, like advanced or being like you know like, keeping up with the joneses basically i don't i don't like that i just want you to build these like, comes to what you were saying before pay one price enjoy the game and if some time down the road something significantly big comes out then you can pay, charge them for a new dlc to to you know add on to it all right in the meantime if you want to keep loot boxes in the game get rid of the whole real money option just make it like yeah. I, I keep on bringing up division one um make it so that you do stuff on the map it drops this currency and you use mm -hmm. that currency to buy your loot boxes no money necessary right. and put in a knockout system so if you get something you can't you know you can't get duplicates oh i so, agree with that so much i mean the division one had something similar it didn't have a knockout system but if you got a duplicate it gave you currency so that you could get open up another loot box right so it was basically like giving it kind of like a knockout system but oh hey you already got it so we'll give you here's this so much currency um which <laughs> I actually really liked the Division One loot boxes. Like, I think Ubisoft nailed loot boxes with that game. They didn't cost me; they never cost me real money. I always enjoyed opening them. <clears throat> I could always open a ton of them. Um, and I mean, sure, it would have been nice to get full sets all the time, but it also did keep me coming back and keep opening them up. But it didn't cost me anything. It was a fun mechanic. It wasn't draining my bank account. Yeah, it's just a, it was a bonus for people who played the game, basically. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, well, on to uh, the next game that, you know, Readness is so going to buy this, like, day one, like, as soon as it comes out on PC. Uh, oh, wait, he doesn't even know what it is. Uh, <laughs> Halo, the Master Chief Collection. Uh, sounds like... They're going to get uh, the closed PT set test will start sometime next week. Halo Insiders will get to take it for spin a little bit early, um, which is cool. I'm hoping I get in so I can test it out. Um, <clears throat> it'll be Halo Reach first because uh, they're going in order of chronologically, not when they re released, but mm -hmm. in their universe, what game came first, Reach came first, then it'll be Halo 1, 2, 3, and 4. Um, the other cool thing is you can buy each one of them when they come out for $10, or I believe you can buy the pack with all of them in it, which mm. I will be buying the pack with all of them in it. I meant to look it up. Is, is it going to be on the Xbox Game Pass? I feel like it, I yes. heard that somewhere. Yes. Yeah, and, uh, they're including Halo 3 Otis, um, if you don't remember that game, don't feel bad. Most people don't. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'll just go out and say I don't. Yeah, yeah you're just going to buy all six games, and then we're going to play Halo, and you can finally understand Halo. And then you also buy Gears 5, so you can understand the difference between the two, so you don't think they're the same game anymore. Okay. I mean, Marcus, Master Chief, I know they both start with an Amelie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Aw, poor ladies. Come on, buddy. It's okay. I've focused on other Cheers, games in my, in my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> and ad adult life. I mean, I still consider myself a child. 
So yeah. Hey, you're only as old as you feel. <laughs> this uh, Halo will be getting. This is what I think is the coolest thing. MCC will be updated and enhanced for PC with 4K HDR visuals, 60 FPS gameplay, all the bells and whistles you expect on a modern PC title. So that's that's really cool that they. They're, not only are they re-releasing re this game, I swear, I, I haven't even been drinking yet. Not only are they re-releasing this game, but <laughs> they've put a lot of polish into it. Sounds good. It does. I, I, have, I mean, definitely I'm looking definitely forward gonna, to it. I am going to get it because I've had a bunch of the guys at my work also be saying, can't believe you've never played Halo, you have to play Halo with us. And I was like, okay, fine. I really hope that some GS people are going to play this and stream these games, because I would love to watch some people playing these games. I think you should break your whole non-FPS genre and just buy it and join us. I don't know about that. That sounds scary. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so scary, but you'll be okay, I promise. The grunts won't hurt you. They just run around like chicken shits. I haven't, I haven't really played Halo since the first three uh, came out, like, when they were brand new. I just remember, like, the first game playing, uh, having LAN parties with my friends, uh, trying to get, you know, all had brought our Xboxes and TVs in one person's house and, you know, just had fun because that was a lot easier and less realistic than uh, online multiplayer at the time. I think we had, what, DSL at the, at the, at the time? Oh, hey, we still have DSL to this day, man. Oh, well. More power to you, I guess. <laughs> Does it make it more challenging for you? <laughs> uh, I do what I can, man. I do what I can. <laughs> What's your download speed again? Like 400 kilo uh, kilobytes? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just got upgraded, guys, uh, to 12 megabyte download. Damn! I'm, I'm fucking screaming now, boys. Uh, and one, one megabyte upload. Yes. He doesn't yeah. even have to wait for Pornhub to buffer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I, it, it was shocking, man. The first, you know, first time Pornhub didn't have to buffer, like <laughs> I was lost. I got so behind. <laughs> Shit, I'm gonna catch up. <laughs> no, no, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> All these I thought just I had it yet. <laughs> I haven't even done the. Yes. <laughs> I was still oh, preparing the puzzle. I lied about restarting the podcast. What were we talking about? <laughs> what? Oh, right. Uh, okay, yeah. So we're moving Halo's, on to the... Halo's coming out. We're all yeah. pumped about it. Uh, and uh, Leetness said he's going to pick up the Division 2 because it's on sale. So you guys heard it here. He's gonna buy it because it's on sale. Good uh, I hope you enjoy playing done. playing uh, Division Two for thirty minutes before uh, you hop back into Poe, Linus. <sighs> <laughs> Don't touch. Uh, uh, I will give them a little bit of credit. They they, they did listen. Um, as you know, we have the whole clan system in Division Two, and uh, I made a couple of Reddit threads, and I had some gunslingers backing up there, and uh, made it couple threads on uh, the official Ubisoft forms, and apparently it all paid off. I'm not taking any credit for it, but um, they finally added last play date so we can better manage the clans and stuff like that. Um, the other thing that 
and wonderful quality of life thing on the PC is you can now quit the game without having to go back to the character selection menu, which is huge. I have no fucking idea why it wasn't in the game at launch, but I'm just glad it's there now. I, I really am. Um, they also added the gunner specialization. So if you bought this year one pass, you have immediate access to it. If you don't, there's like five tiers of things that you have to go through to unlock it. Um, they're not horrible. It probably won't take you too long to unlock it, doing all the achievements and stuff like that. Um, I've heard really good things about it. Um, I logged in today and activated it. And pretty much that was the extent of it. I had to log out, um, so I haven't even got to try it out yet. Um, but I think uh, Jay has had some experience with it. I know he's been playing the Division 2 quite a bit. Yeah, I've been having, having a lot of fun with it. The cool thing about the thing you just mentioned, too, with the uh, progression system for um, to unlock the, the thing, even if you did get it purchased or ha had it already, um, they still have uh, things you can get uh, anyway, so like uh, um, skins and things of that nature for those people who bought into it early. So you, you, there's no, it's not a wasted effort. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool that they included the, those guys as well. Um, I think it's a really good um, specialization. I almost say too nice. <laughs> I think that they might be buff nerfing it in the future, um, just because some of the, the perks that they end up, or the talents that they end up hooking up with, really do a lot of. Uh, say damage over time um something that i kind of thought was worth mentioning was a large pouch uh for the uh, belt fed weapons so it gives an additional 50 uh, bullets to those mag uh, mags oh nice for right <laughs> so any of the lmgs that were already at 100 now are at 50 um and it actually makes some of the like in my opinion crappier lmgs that, that have a higher rpm more viable because before they had like 50 to 30 uh, rounds and it didn't make sense for how long it takes to reload them to pick those over at SMG or, or a uh, similar AR. So um, that I think is a significant thing. Um, the, what's the support line uh, generates 10% of total ammo capacity every 60 seconds, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, and then hardened armor kits. Armor kits repair 100% armor and grant 50% bonus armor for 10 seconds. Um, so I think those were things that maybe people haven't mentioned or haven't seen, but I think they make the gunner specialization really nice. Coupling that with that new uh, hol exotic holster and um, their banshee, I think it's going to make it really good, uh, a really uh, good, <laughs> I can't talk right now. It's like I've been drinking whiskey. <laughs> Weird how that works. But no. I think it's a really good specialization that will uh, will help hopefully uh, make builds a little bit more, um, you know, the, the difference. So now everyone's running around with the AR and the SMG. Yeah, that is one thing I've kind of noticed. I mean, I had to take a couple of weeks off in the game, um, but it definitely seemed like everybody was basically running DPS builds and then mm -hmm. nothing else was pretty much viable, um, which kind of sucks because they had some really good um, marksman and rifles, um, which at first I was a little bit pissed that my favorite gun from the first division, the Lova C, um, became a rifle in this game. But the more I've used it, um, 
I really enjoy the rifle and marksman. Obviously, sharpshooter was the first specialization that I maxed out. Um, I really enjoy using it as well. Um, unfortunately, I still got to level up the other one, so I've been kind of been trying to do that. It hasn't been going so well. Um, the other cool thing, I know at some point we will be going back to DC. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure there's a DLC coming out this summer. I want to say sometime early July. And I believe that is, is that Invasion or, or no, that's DC Outskirts Expeditions. Yeah. Which is the other thing that we had on our list to talk about. These seem kind of cool. They're like three-part missions. They all basically come in three parts, um, and they don't go away. So you can play, replay them and stuff like that. Um, and it sounds like they each have their own little mini storyline. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, the E3 reveal didn't show a whole bunch of it. It's kind of they kind of glossed over it. It's like they were talking more about the the, the story element of it compared to like the actual gameplay mechanics. But a lot of the um, speculation was that these um, expeditions would add more like puzzle elements and platforming to the game, which I think would be interesting to see in in uh, a welcome addition. That does oh, actually so pretty cool. You're gonna kind of like a Tomb Raider type shit, like you're going yeah. into Raider Tomb. Right, right, right. It would actually be pretty fun, and that might get Doctor Niggled by the game. Yeah, you're uh, now you're talking about dungeon <laughs> crawlers. Third-person dungeon crawling. That sounds like my kind of uh, my kind of bag right there. Is there parkour in the game? Uh, yeah, some... that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very basic for the game. Yeah, you can slide over like um, like hoods and stuff like that. But I, I wouldn't say you you're can... gonna, you're me jumping far. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can pull a Duke and you know hood slide, badass. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. What what is the button that allows you to jump? There yeah, is no jumping. That's what I thought. <laughs> I mean, you could. There's you so, could play so hard like two for that. But you're so hard again, for you don't have to. Yeah. yeah. No. You know what? No joke. That's how I got around it in Division One. Is I just had a tank build and I just stood there with a shield, letting people pour into me, being like, "Huh, oh, feels like rain." Well, so like, so actually have a good um, build based off the gunner. So, get uh, I'm trying to build it up now, but basically the two LMGs. I have two LMGs as my main guns, and then I have the Liberty uh, Exotic, uh, like D- Desert Eagle, as my main um, uh, weapon. That's not really my main weapon, but just my like, sec- uh, secondary weapon, whatever. Um, with the holster, that new exotic holster, it has a perk which would let you reload every time you switch to your pistol. So you don't have to uh, use your pistol, just switching to it will reload the rest of the guns. So I've coupled that with the shield. Um, so I'll lose, uh, gonna shred people with 300 bullets. And then when I'm empty, I'll just switch to, my, switch to my shield, which will automatically switch to my pistol, reloads, and I just unequip my shield and go back to killing people. It's fucking awesome. And it's gonna get nerfed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shh. We won't say anything. Okay, uh, yeah, no, one's, no one's listening. <laughs> I was actually disappointed with shields in uh, the Division 2. I mm-hmm. felt like they were paper. Like, 
I don't know. Maybe I just got used to. Uh, I was a D three main as well in yeah. the Division One, and that shield was so fucking awesome. Like beef, beefcake. It, it, it <laughs> what? I mean, it was it was great. Well, that's what a riot shield should do. Like it should take forever to fucking break. Yeah, and the one in Division Two is like. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I am. That's no joke. One clip. Yeah. One clip from a fucking AR and it's done. Like, nice. it's, yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing they need to fix. The skills are like underpowered for sure. Like, anything that doesn't actually um, kill you is underpowered. I played the beta and I died um, <laughs> way too many times before I even got past the first pack of the first group of people. In Division Two, oh, yeah. I was yeah. kind of embarrassed by it. Actually, I was like, "Like, oh no, 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 never mind." That was that was the that was the Ghost Recon. I'm not going to talk about <laughs> oh, it yeah. I'm under it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, Division uh, Two, Division Two, I had no problem. Actually, that was that was pretty. There's a real, there's a significant difference in gameplay there because in Division Two, yeah, you just sort of run in, face tank everything. It's run again. Really an issue. I forgot about that. Ghost <laughs> Recon. On the other hand, I'll, I always forget which game I'm talking about. <laughs> Is it the one with or without helicopters? There you go. Well, yeah. this one had this one had no helicopters. That was that's what made me think it was Division Two. <laughs> uh, speaking of Ghost Recon, we uh. One of these podcasts, we should all uh, get together and play Ghost Recon while streaming the podcast. I'm sure that'll be hilarious. Go for well. <laughs> I'll fly. Yeah, it's. And I won't trust you and jump out. He's really <laughs> good at flying. Come on. I am good at flying. He is. I I believe you. Right up until you landed right in the middle of the enemy horde. Look, I didn't say he was good at landing. <laughs> no, well, I'm good at landing. I'm just choose. I choose unwise spots to land. <laughs> That's all. So, uh, yeah, I was actually going to ask you. So, Division Two um, veterans, what do you think? It, do you think that the Ultimate Edition is worth it, or do you think that the Gold Edition would be sufficient yeah, for uh, a new attendee? Because that whole deluxe pack where you get the crap. Are you talking about the season it. pass? No, no. Well, ultimate and gold both get your one pass. So I no. understand that. But the deluxe pack where you get that battle worn secret service pack, first responder pack, and the elite agent pack, does that even make a difference? And is it worth the $20 that you pay extra? Um, I I'm gonna have to look it up. Give me a second. I don't know what you're talking about. You get the extra stash base. You get the skins and like some sort of weapon. Uh, while while uh, that's going that's on, probably not. No, <laughs> probably, from... probably not. Yeah, probably not. Because like the stash is a little bit helpful, but you really, if you just make more characters, you can use them as stash as your like. Oh yeah, mules. Stash. Yeah, and then um. I mean, cosmetics. If you like the cosmetics, then you know that's that's personal. And then uh, the gun. I, uh, up until recently, any gun that they gave you, it was like shitty, like almost right away, um, because there's something else out there in the in, in the ether that was better. Um, they just with this new um, update, they did fix the guns that came with the specializations. Before you can get the specialization guns, and they would be 300 max. It didn't matter where you were at, were at in the world, their gear score would be 300. Now they've made it to where they actually level up with the 
the the tier you're in. So that's that's an improvement. So maybe they they would have done that with the gun that you get, but to me, it's probably not going to be worth the extra money. I see. Okay. Good to know. I would like to thank the witness for. Uh, oh, oh, that's not good. Bye, uh -oh. Gobi. Bye, Gobi. <laughs> we oh. didn't need him anyway. Oh, no, that's, it's actually really good timing. I want to thank the Leetness for gifting me Hand Simulator. Thank you, Leetness. <laughs> Just now. <laughs> We're going to install it, and we can have some hand play later. Do I need to get off? I feel like I'm, I'm interrupting something. No, else. no, no, please, stay. <laughs> he likes an audience. It's like, I don't, want, I don't want to hear the noises. I don't want to hear the noises. <laughs> Oh god, okay, I need to top up, seeing as that this is an opportune time. Yep, and uh, while that's happening, I'd like to tell anyone that can't make the uh, Friday, June 28th show that on Wednesday, September the 4th, uh, the Spice Girls will be appearing at the Grand Opera House in York <laughs> at 7.30pm. It should be a great show. There's uh, four out of the five, but any amount of spice is a glorious amount of spice. So Wait, get your is that in New York? Uh, no, York. York. Oh, York. Oh, York. I was I like, the one that came to New before. York, I am there. <laughs> I, yeah, no, hell, I'd drive down to New York for that. I mean, I, I think we we owe it to ourselves to go. I'll tell you exactly. I feel like what we're gonna see Doctor Nigel and and every everyone. Like he's gonna just follow them around the the, the country. I would say if I could get away uh, to the United Kingdom from just say like September to December seventh. I think the last concert. Yeah, the last concert is. Uh, Pearl Harbor Day, December 7th. I would totally do that for four months. I would be a spice groupie. I would totally go, too. I am going... I actually am going to be in London in December. There you go. Well, they will be... Um, they're actually in Dumfries in uh, December. Okay. But you could you could make it over to Dumfries. It's not it's not a big island. It's well, got a lot of stuff in it. Months in passing towards Italy. Oh, I gotcha. Well, the important thing is that you're taking a vacation because you definitely don't take enough of those. You work yourself too hard. <laughs> Welcome back, Gobi. The podcast has gone thoroughly downhill. <laughs> I I can tell. I mean, well, why we're going downhill? Uh, Harry Potter Wizards Unite. How dare you, sir? That looks like an awesome game. Finally, finally, a clone of Pokemon Go that I'm actually willing to play. This I, I actually that that's a hundred percent accurate because I'm in the same boat as you. I, I can't really get into Pokemon Go. I downloaded this just to see what it was all about because Gobi forced me to, and um, <laughs> because an older boy told you to. <laughs> the older boy was be mean, and uh, so I went I went ahead and uh, downloaded it. The problem is I live in the middle of fucking nowhere, so. Nothing goes on. I just look at an empty map, so I can never get past level one. <laughs> oh. Plus, then you have to leave your your front door, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I've it's done so exercise. much yard work. I've done so much yard work today. I'm like, no, not happening. So here's wait. Here's the the coolest thing that I've come across so far in this article about the Harry Potter Wiz Wizards Unite. I, I'm, I'm I'm not even that drunk. Inside structures. Okay, you can go to locations from the Harry Potter world. So you can go to Borgen and Burks in Nocturne Alley. You can go and you can like look around oh. these places. You can collect things. You can, you know, gather rewards and everything. You can visit these locations. That that actually like seems pretty cool to me. 
I did free Hagrid from a net. That's also what it's called when you take your penis out in public. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I basically waved my wand at, the, at his um, netting. Free Hagrid. <laughs> and I freed him. Kobe was like, okay, well. I'm done. <laughs> Since we're talking about people's ones, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, so it is, it, essentially, it is a Pokemon Go clone um, in that you are going around in the real world and you're getting um, mythical magic creatures. You're collecting magic creatures. So it's kind of a kind of a bridge, I guess, between original Harry Potter and, I say original, whatever, the first Harry Potter uh, movies and... Uh, fantastic beasts. So you get to. And I did hear that it's a uh, good, almost like um, a, a evolution, really, of more of 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 the other two games, that Ingress and Pokemon Go. Is like they're kind of learning their lessons and kind of finessing it, making it, putting more stuff into the game, whether that's good or bad. Um, you know, it's just for the people who play it to find out. But I, I do like that they're progressing and trying to figure something out and i think that you know in the future these people uh will be seen as like the grandfathers of ar games you know like as basic as they are and how we're making fun of them they i think they will start you'll start seeing that stuff come out especially with 5, 5g uh coming out for yes uh, mobile data yeah. a lot more games like this coming out that actually have some real good grit to them there is no disputing that these games are popular there is uh, definitely a market for these games and they do very well when they're well executed as pokemon go was in my opinion i don't play that game i don't particularly like that game but i respect that game uh -huh. welcome back obi <laughs> uh, wonderful dsl you know those people that don't think it exists anymore um, it truly does, and it oh. kind of fucking sucks right now. Yep. Oh, you were serious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I was actually dead serious. Uh, <laughs> fun fact, since you're not one of the crew that I normally run with, um, I didn't actually get DSL until 2013, which is the same year that I joined Gunslingers. Um, up until 2013, I still had dial-up internet. Are you in like a third world country or something like that? Do we yeah, need to send yeah, America called... over to save you? No, it's a third world <laughs> it's country. It's called Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> you should come yeah, to no. America. We've got all this wonderful, great technology. Uh, yeah, uh, my parents actually don't even have internet at the current moment, and uh, they can't get it either. They um, they want to it's, yeah, it's and they live in the U.S. I mean, they live in Wisconsin as well. Um, so it's not just third world countries. There's actually third world countries that probably have better internet than I do. Yeah, South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I've seen uh, 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 kids with uh, with bare feet in the Philippines that have probably better internet connection than you do. Yeah, on their phones. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just hey, actually when we were talking about. Uh, that is true. We got damn good cheese up here. Um, I switched to Bond, and and here we go. So pick up. I switched the... to something yeah, I probably, good something I probably shouldn't have switched to. 
Good, good cheese is a good trade-off. I think you really appreciate it right now. <laughs> I was about to say I'd really appreciate some cheese curds from Wisconsin. I mean, I'd I'd eat a che- I'd eat a curd uh, for you, DSL. Would you, you switch that? Would you get the cheese curd for DSL? Fuck that. Oh, no. <laughs> I've got I just got gigabit internet and it's like really good. Yeah, right. I've, I've got fiber. I don't know if I want to give it up. Not. Pretty, even for cheese sweet. curds, because Leetness, you'd have one of them, and then you'd be like, this is all that I want to eat forever. <laughs> I'm done with cheese curds. I had uh, poutine once, and that was that was pretty sweet. In, yeah. Uh, we said very rude things about that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> poutine. Poutine. <laughs> That's when the hand simulator came up. What did I get you again? Hand cup simulator. I can't remember. Hand, yeah, just hand simulator. Very, yeah, hand, very hands-on. Do you have a VR system or no? Uh, I do. No, I don't have one that uh, plugs into this computer. No, but uh, I probably could get one. <laughs> I know a guy. I know a guy across the street. I've got, I've got one. You could. <laughs> you got a mail? No, I'm not giving you a mailing address because as soon as I give you a mailing address, then the prank war starts going two ways, and I'm having way oh too much God. fun. Two ways. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> yeah, it would be, it would be way better. So I let's, just be, let's be honest. <laughs> I I mailed Leetness uh, a baggie of about a hundred tea bags, just tea bags, no tea in them, <laughs> just the bags. I got tea bagged <laughs> by mail. Uh, there oh he goes. Boy. Okay, well, I suppose I'm, uh, I said I was going to fill up. I'm going to fill up now. Yep. Okay, okay. so while the lateness is away, uh, after the September 4th show, you can catch the Spice Girls in Norwich, the United Kingdom, at the Norwich Memorial Court on Friday, October 18th at 7.30 p.m. Get your spice in. And for those that speak the Queen's English, that's Norwich. Whatever. Go get more <laughs> wine. Open another box or jug. Well, and... Now I can't even tell if you're joking because I thought Gobi was joking about DSL. Now I'm like, maybe he really isn't those Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's entirely possible. As soon as um, as soon as Leetness is uh getting done getting more alcohol, actually I should probably have some more alcohol as well. Jay Sovereign, uh, what are you drinking tonight? Unfortunately, just water. I I wasn't as prepared as I should have been. Um, and I think I needed some whiskey to, to get through this. <laughs> that, yeah, that's fine. I uh, just poured myself some uh, some vodka, but I was drinking Gatorade before this. I'm sure that'll work out well in my stomach. Oh, yeah, it's a weird combination. It really is. So, Gobi, Leetness is coming back now. He's topping off. <sighs> and you're back uh, just uh... in time for us to talk about how Steam is uh, going to drop support for Ubuntu. Yeah, this is all because Ubuntu is actually dropping support for 32-bit compatibility. That's right. Uh, yeah, Canonical um, announced plans to drop 32-bit packages from libraries from Ubuntu 19.10, and these packages enable 32-bit software to run on 64-bit uh, bit versions of Ubuntu. The problem, the, the you know, to add insult to injury, on top of this, if you used Wine to uh, play or just use PC software on your Linux distro, then uh, Wine isn't going to be able to work anymore either with 32-bit applications. So uh, you're kind of shit out of luck if you use Ubuntu. Uh, the good news is OpenSUSE is to the rescue. Um, it's kind of like the second big name 
uh, for distros, and they are not dropping 32-bit compatibility. So hopefully uh, Steam works out some kind of something with another distro. Um, maybe it'll be Debian, um, which Ubuntu is based upon Debian. So maybe they'll just go above Ubuntu and go straight to Debian and make it all work on Debian. And then eventually, um, I'm sure somebody down the road will put 32-bit back into Ubuntu, but they won't officially support it from the factory. It'll have to be an aftermarket third-party thing, which, if you know Linux, happens all the time. Uh, just to expand on that, there is, uh, as Gobi said, there is some hope. Um, the uh, Steam tweeted out uh, Ubuntu 19.10 and future releases will not uh, be officially supported by Steam or recommended to our users. We will evaluate ways to minimize breakage for existing users, but will also switch our focus to a different distribution currently to be determined. So it could be SUS. Yeah, I mean, it could be SUS. I guess Fedora is pretty good for gamers too. Um, I was more of an open source guy than a Fedora guy, um, but I did spend a lot of time on Ubuntu, but well, technically Kubuntu, because I prefer the KDE desktop versus the Genome desktop. Sure. Um, but I run an AMD system, and the card that I have, the R9 390X, does not play well with Linux. Uh, it never has. It still doesn't to this day. So until I buy a new graphics card that plays nice with Linux, I'm strictly a Windows 10 gamer. Um, once I do, though, I will definitely be dual booting um, and having a Windows 10 setup and a Linux setup on the same rig um, so I can play a lot of games on Linux. Um, one of the cool features, the last time I tried installing um, Linux, I could get the division to boot in Linux. Oh, that's Which right. Which was pretty cool. Um, I, think, I think I was on Discord but, with you when you did that. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't really get do anything with it um, due to my graphics card, but I did manage to get it to boot and Linux, which was a huge deal um, for me personally because that it's kind of a generational step forward for Linux. So hopefully by the time I get a new graphics card, I'll be able to play a lot more games on Linux and spend more time on Linux. Um, so I really, I'm a huge open source guy, and I actually prefer Linux to Windows, but I'll never get rid of my Windows because of Gears 5. <laughs> the the gotcha! Team, I might be able to get away with it if they can only get the Xbox app to work on Linux. <laughs> we'll see how much Microsoft really loves Linux, because, you know, they, they do, they love Linux. They'll even tell you so. I don't know if I believe them, I but they'll tell Linux. you that. I love Linux. Brick, do you actually yeah. love Linux, or are you just saying that because it's the first thing you saw? <laughs> uh, like, he's probably like loot boxes are surprise mechanics. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, God. I have nothing to add for Linux other than I'm not interested in <laughs> yeah, I used it like a, I played around with it like in the early 2000s, but I've never really seriously been. I did Red Hat, guy. and then I was like, "It's almost as good oh. as Windows, but Windows is better." I'll just it's there. almost as good as Windows. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just yeah. stay at Windows. Thanks. 
It's I like, wish they made a product that was just a little bit better than this. What what would it be called? What would it be called? Oh, Windows. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, that's, that's completely up for debate because I will definitely take Red Hat over Vista any day of the week. Oh, Christ, I would take Mac OS over Vista. <laughs> any, uh. any version. Yeah, but a XP was difficult to beat. XP was. It was lightweight. It was efficient. <sighs> And uh, it, it stayed around for way too fucking long. It had some serious <sighs> security problems. <laughs> it did. Severe security <sighs> problems, however, very easy to use. Yep. I would say the hackers. XP <laughs> and Windows 7 were kind of like... Microsoft almost had a dual peak there. And I think they first peaked with XP, and then Windows 7 was definitely... It was a very good OS. It was I mean, very. It was a polished and working version of Vista, and it brought everything that Vista brought to the table. But it actually did it so that it was usable and, you know, workable. Yeah, Windows Windows Seven was the evolution of XP. Yes. So. It was a, and I mean, Windows Ten has been pretty stable for me. I've been on it since I think the it's, beta first came. It's fast as fuck, too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's stable, it's fast, I haven't had any problems. Every single PC I put it on, it's been point-click done. Like, the, uh, they haven't had any issues. The uh, trusted computing, or whatever the the evolution of that system was, that they've integrated into Windows 10 so we don't have blue screens anymore, uh, is, mm. is very helpful. I'm also able to uh, modify the waiting times and load times when drivers crash, so the, which was especially uh, it was significant for me because I was having a problem with games a while back where my screen would just freeze um, on the game. I could hear everything going on in the background, but like obviously my GPU drivers had crashed, and uh, having that level of, of modification or having that accessibility in my operating system helped me overcome that problem. So I do, there are some definite pros to Windows 10 over Windows 7. But, you know, I, I grew up with... It was almost like they took a page out of Linux playbook. Almost. Almost like they read through <laughs> that completely open source operating system and took the best parts out of it and integrated it into their shitty OS. <laughs> I just said nice things about Windows 10, then I called it shit. <laughs> I may have been Well, technically, you called Windows, Windows 8 shit, and oh, yeah. you're not wrong. Oh, God, Windows 8. <laughs> yeah, well, there was the whole problem with um, when Windows was offering a free update to Windows 10 for anyone who had Windows 7. I was like, well, where's the profitability in that? And then people went back, and they were just like, hey, you remember in Windows 8 when they just overnight <laughs> dropped support? Or, yeah, they gave you a three-month grace period. They dropped support for Windows 8 and just went straight into 8.1, and you had to buy that. Uh, people were speculating that's going to be what Windows 10 is like. They're just going to drop support for versions, and you're going to have to buy the next one. I'm happy to say that has not been the case yet. So. Yeah. But Windows 8 yeah, is trash. I, I had a... <laughs> oh, Long story sure. short. Uh, <laughs> I only bought a copy. I bought a cheap copy from a place that I won't say. Um, on the podcast, but I got it dirt cheap, and I only installed it on my PC because at the time I had like four different PCs that I had to work on, and I'd never used Windows 8.1 or Windows 8 because, again, it was trash, um, and I was stuck on Windows 7, which was amazing, as we've established. 
Uh, but I did have to install it so I could figure out workarounds and stuff and get the PCs fixed. I ended up switching two of them to Windows 7 and the other two of them to Linux. And the ones that are on Linux are still running to this day and just as fast as the day that I installed the OS on them, which is pretty cool. Um, I've updated them a couple of times to the latest uh, Ubuntu, but the people are super happy. I mean, they're for older people that only use, like, Internet for email and browsing web and stuff like that. No intense applications and Linux was perfect for their old laptops and what they needed. Um, plus, it was more secure than Windows, which they liked. Yeah. I mean, if, but... if you're if you're a smart guy and you know how to build a car and you want to build your own car, you're probably going to build a pretty good vehicle. Linux is not that dissimilar. Except Steam yeah. says fuck you, Linux. Except Steam <laughs> says fuck you, Linux. <laughs> Actually. Steam has done more for Linux and gaming than most people realize. Uh, I wasn't able, I would have never so been able to, uh, no, it's, it wasn't actually Steam, it's uh, Conical, the people who make Ubuntu were the ones who said fuck Steam by dropping 32-bit. Um, Steam needs the 32-bits to run their games and stuff, that's why they're dropping support for Ubuntu, because Ubuntu basically said fuck you, we're not going to support 32-bit. So, Almost okay. like they're following suit from another major manufacturer that was going to drop support for 32-bit and then change their mind. Was that? Oh, that's right. Microsoft said the same thing. Well, they're smart and didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were. That was back when they were pushing the UWP platform um, severely, and yeah, well, the the outrage against it was so massive that they realized that they couldn't do it. Um, I have a feeling what's going to happen is Ubuntu is going to drop 32-bit, and they're going to realize that dropping user base is going to go way right. down. Yeah. Everyone's going to drop down. them. Yeah. Yeah, well, they and then they didn't drop, it'll they get didn't put drop back in. UWP. UWP is actually alive and well. The only problem is it's not adopted as much because you can only support a very limited subset of uh, platforms. You can only support Windows 10 platforms i.e. Yeah. Xbox, Windows Phone 10, or Windows 10 device. So if you're trying to do any kind of backwards compatible development, you can't use UWP. Yeah, I mean, it's... UWP gets a lot of hate, but uh, I've used more than a couple of games that use it, like uh, Gears 4 and Gears UE are both UWP, and uh, I've never really had any issues with them. They've worked great. They've always been fine for me, um, but I am AMD. Now, if you have NVIDIA, for whatever reason, some UWP games just do not play well with NVIDIA. You have to roll back to certain, only certain drivers they work well with and stuff like that, and it's, it's a known issue. Um, I think Gears 4 just kind of maybe fixed it. It still happens some of the time. I know Armored was having, he just installed Gears 4 because it's on uh, the Game Pass. And, you know, obviously a bunch of people got Game Pass for like a dollar or whatever because of E3. Um, but he was crashing at certain points in the game. But if you skip the uh, cutscene, he didn't crash. So, and he has the video. Um, so it must be a limited thing. But, I mean, they've always been pretty stable for me. My biggest complaint 
was no backup. You could not back up files. You had to re-download them every single time. Now, for most people, it's not a huge deal. But when it's 133 gigs and you got five megabyte DSL and it takes you four days to download the game, it's a little bit of a pain in the ass. (laughs) Um, But they have made strides in other places like the Windows Game Bar is actually useful now. Yeah, it was very you nice. Know. I was really impressed when uh, when navigating through it sometimes, like the last week or two, I started downloading actual games onto my PC. And uh, it's really, I like it. It's, it's an improvement. I can see where they're going, and I think it's a good step in the right direction. Nice. Yeah, so. well, for those of you that haven't used it, um, down in the bottom left-hand corner, it actually gives you performance it tells you what CPU usage is, GPU usage, RAM. Um, they built looking for group right into it. Um, chat and all that stuff is built into it. You can change your volume settings right there. And you can record gameplay, stream gameplay, take screenshots. And it's all at the, you know, yeah, the Windows button in G. I was going to ask about uh, uh, recording and streaming capability. Has, the, has anyone tried the streaming? Through the Windows Bar? Um, it works really well with Mixer. I mean, it, I'm sure it would work better. It's it's not like OBS. It's more like uh, Razer Cortex or XSplit Gamecaster, if you've ever used one of those. Um, it's pretty much a point-click. You don't do a whole lot of setup. Um, you can change, like, the name of the stream, what game you're streaming, and, you know, minor, like, things like that. But as far as like really tweaking the settings of your stream, like say you want it 720p and 30 frames a second, and you want to set set the bit rate to a constant bit rate of whatever, um, you don't really have those options. But it does stream really well to Mixer, which is also owned by uh, Microsoft. Um, I think you can stream to Twitch with it. I'm not, don't quote me on that. Um, I haven't tried it. I only tried using Mixer. Um, of course, I don't stream because of my wonderful internet that you all have experienced tonight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the recording um, is actually really nice. It's high quality. It doesn't take up massive amounts of space. Um, I will say it's still not on AMD ReLive or NVIDIA Shadowplay level, but it's close. I mean, it's it's a very close second, and it's a very viable option. Uh, plus, you can do you can make clips and send them straight to the Xbox app, which will then post them on the Xbox, you know, whatever. So you can make a clip and post it directly to the Gunslinger Gaming um, group that we have on Xbox. So um, I swear that we're not sponsored by Microsoft, but this does sound like you know a good non-intimidating way to uh, introduce people to streaming. Yeah, sounds well, pretty neat. Yeah, I think they're doing it at the right time, and they kind of did it in the right way because they focused on the game bar, and now they're adding their games to Steam, and, you know, they're going to start enabling, like, Gears 5 will be cross-play. So you can buy the game on Steam, and it'll log into your Xbox account. You'll have to make an Xbox gamer tag, which, even if you're on PC, it's completely free. You can go into party chat for free. You can use all the Xbox Live services for free on PC. 
if you're on an Xbox, so you have to buy Xbox Live, which is 60 bucks. But if you're on PC, you can play Gears 5 on Steam with people on Xbox, which will be pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And they're kind of... I think this is going to be the year for crossplay, like kind of hit more mainstream. Obviously, Call of Duty Modern Warfare is going to be crossplay between all systems, which will be cool. Still not sure how it's going to work out, but I'm hoping it works out for the best to keep the whole crossplay ball rolling. Gears 5 will obviously be crossplay with the Xbox, which is great news. Um, and I don't know. Hopefully, we just have more crossplay games. Yeah, and we can, we can talk about how much we love crossplay until the cows come home. But you can see the previous podcast for that. We talked about it last oh, week. Yes. Yeah. We did. And and it's awesome, and I hope that there is more crossplay. But before we move on to yeah. the, uh, the roundtable, I just want to tell people uh, that on Thursday, November 21st, <laughs> in, first in uh, Liverpool, in the United Kingdom, the Spice Girls will, will be appearing at the Epstein Theater, 7.30 p.m. So uh, November 21st, Liverpool, get your spice on. Uh, well, be- one more thing before we jump into the roundtable. Uh, people of the world. One of our leaders, uh, Headshot Penguin, is giving away game. I believe it ends. His giveaway ends at the end of the month. Um, yes, it, uh, uh, June thirtieth. It's a free game. Uh, it doesn't matter. You get to pick the game. I believe you get to pick the system. So any gunslinger can enter. Um, we will be announcing the winner on next week's podcast because it'll be after that ends. Um, also, this year is twelve years of gunslinger gaming, which. It's pretty cool. I've been around for, I think, five of them. No, six. Yeah, six of them. So it's been a great ride for sure. Met a lot of great people. Speaking of that, our roundtable this week, what game brought you to Gunslingers? Jay, since you were the guest, what is it? Uh, Well, I was actually talking about this in the chat the other day. It was Killzone Shadowfall. I don't remember how I got it, got got connected with the the group, but it that was the, that was the game. Um, it was Frosty Prince every Thursday night. I had a great rotation of guys that would play. It was about sixty people in the in-game clan, but I would say I consistently played with about fifteen or so of them. Um, it was still, it was and still is the best time I've ever had with playing with people online. I was a scrub. I only had like uh, eight uh, eight point three KD ratio, but it didn't matter. Um, we just had a good time. We just jokes and drinks all around. Um, some guys I'm gonna give some shout outs to: Jace, GS Smoke, Burnt Me, uh, Flying Blind, Done Deal, Infected Wookie, T Supra, Hard GT, uh, Hard Target, sorry, Silas, Whip, Pyro, Nick Murphy, he's there too. Heavy and uh, Snowman. They were all guys who were great. Some of these guys are still here. I don't know if all of them are still a part of the group, but they made made it worthwhile. And made me still still be here today. That's awesome. really cool. I know some of those yeah, guys, sure. know Silas and Heavy. Uh-huh. Yep, definitely heard some staples in the in the GS group there. For sure. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Leet? Me? Uh, 2012. Um, this is actually pretty interesting because of the timing. Uh, 2012 is when I joined, and I joined for Diablo 3. So... The thing that got me here was Diablo fans. 
So I found Gunslingers through Diablo fans' post that McMurphy had posted there. And uh, when I came... Now, well, the interesting part about that is, okay, so, yeah, played Diablo 3, ended up becoming the Diablo 3 leader for the GS front. And then uh, Diablo fans was what brought me here. Diablo fans recently had shut down. I don't know if you heard about this, Dr. Nigel, because Dr. Nigel was in that group with me quite a lot. You yeah. will know all about Dr. Diablo fans. Well, they shut down, and they just got bought back out. And they're going to be coming back in again. So, so they made this big post saying that they're going to be, that's at the end of Diablo fans, but they're coming back. Just as just an FYI. So yeah, they, they were the ones cool. that brought, yeah, they're the ones that brought me here. And uh, yeah, I've been a GS since 2012. Best, probably the best times I've had gaming for my life. And Gobi? Uh Mine was actually a game that we never ever supported. Uh, <laughs> Arma 3. Uh, I was looking for basically like-minded people to play with. Um, I was just kind of looking for adult clan in general. Um, I think one of the first games I ever actually played was Rust uh, with SoSync and Sarge. Um, and obviously uh, played a lot with SoSync. Uh, we got a bunch of the guys into Arma. I ran a server for God a long time and uh, I built missions and stuff and then the guys would come and we'd all have a great time playing. Um, and then obviously, uh, yeah, it was shortly after that, I got to be a leader. Um, and then Warframe was the other kind of game that I had started playing way back in the beta and uh, I pushed for the clan to get started way back in 2013. Uh, back when Wiki was uh, still a leader in the round, I actually haven't heard from him in years now. Um, hope he's well and his family too. Um, I'm so sick. It's been great too. I got to play some Division 2 with him before I had to take my little break thanks to real world shit. And uh, well, the only one left to you is you, Doc. Uh, well, Leetness already said uh, the game that got me to Gunslingers in it is Diablo 3, but I'm going to have to go one-up on him here. So, yeah, I, I think I had a profile on some backwater Diablo site uh, where you just, you know, it read your game stats and gave you an impressive profile page, and I was like, huh, that looks really neat. And then um, I got to looking around on this site, and I believe that Murphy had posted... Uh, not only on Diablo fans, but also on, on this little tiny corner of the internet. And I was like, huh, it's an adult community. Okay, so I'm going to be playing with adults. I'm cool with that. Uh, and I joined up and started playing. I think the first person that I played Diablo 3 with in GS was the Leetness. And this was back when GS had a vent, not Discord, event server and neither of us neither of us were ever on that vent server we always we just communicated through chat and uh yep. the one time when i when i realized that i was playing with someone who wasn't like uh an overly serious adult he asked me you know you want to try a hardcore character and I quoted one of the one of the NPCs in the game and said, "Try the horde core life. Didn't care for it. Too much dying one time. Not enough profit." <laughs> and Lee just laughed. He exploded in chat. And 
that's when it hit me that, you know, there are actually some cool people in Gunslingers. And then eventually we moved on to Vent and we started talking and then he introduced me to Spirit and uh, Steel and Sedaxis and Fool and uh, he who shall not be named and a couple other characters <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, it, it was it was an absolutely great time um, and I had no idea that there were like adult gaming communities with people who enjoyed fart jokes because I was primarily working in a field that was full of uh, college professionals with multiple degrees who are very uh, serious and you know not not necessarily people that are fun to hang out with on your off time but uh, yeah, it was definitely Diablo 3, and uh, I am now a PC leader, or I'm whatever, PC leader for, I'm not the leader, I'm some officer or something like that for the Diablo clan, and I'm a PC leader for Warframe, and, and uh, that's pretty much it. But yeah, they, they didn't offer me my promotion as fast as they did you guys, because I made it very clear to them that I'm an irresponsible adult, and I don't even wear pants most of the time. <laughs> I'm not wearing pants right now. <laughs> Hey, each their own. Don't come in the office. Know. <laughs> <laughs> when we finally get Crinkle Pouch in here, the round table will be: How did you get your your uh, your gamer tag? Because <laughs> that is going to be fucking hilarious. Oh boy. I I oh, know God. the story because uh, I played GTA with him a lot, and uh, I actually heard it during GTA. Um, that's another game that we could do is a podcast while playing um, yeah, that'd be fun. and have some shenanigans for sure. Um, train rides were amazing. Yeah, party trains. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Nichols so rich in that game. <laughs> yeah. He's, like my, sugar, he's uh, like my sugar daddy whenever I go. That's why I, <laughs> that's why I wear it. I wear hot pants and Weakness Weakness has the most flamboyant character in GTA that I've ever seen. Uh yes. I wear lemon print hot pants and 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 some vest. Your your personality is just all out. (sighs) Yeah. I think it's official. We're definitely gonna have to do a podcast with GTA. But we can do that again. That's like seven thousand gigabytes. Yeah, it really is. Oh my! It, no, it's not. It's like fifty tops. No, uh, fifty times a hundred. Well, All right. You know what? Wait, wait, no, we can I'm sell gonna, this. Right? I'll, I'll call you on your bullshit right now. Go be, go be, start downloading it now, and in a month or so, when it's done, we can now play. I, I already have it's installed. It's man. eighty-five thousand one hundred ninety megabytes. It's it's almost eighty-five gigs. See. And, <laughs> told you. And basically, if I, that's basically 5,000. Yeah, if I were you two, I would never delete anything either. <laughs> if it took me this long to download it, it's never going away. Yeah, right. The problem, the problem with download, this is my, that I'm in the same boat, so I, I don't want to download and then delete games because then I've got to fucking download it again the next time I want to play it. But then you get all these updates. So then I have like my update window with mm-hmm. 15 games that are, d- are downloaded. You don't play. <laughs> I don't, you don't play. But I don't play. Oh, uh, I have a. This is so bad. Is I have a SSD in my PC just for Gears of War games. That's it. Damn. Only me. thing on that SSD is Gears of War 4 and Gears of War Ultimate. And I'm gonna have to buy a bigger one when Gears 5 comes out. 
Yeah, I think I need to buy another SSD actually. A two. Yeah. And now I think I probably need a third. A bigger one. Yeah. It always needs a bigger uh, SSD. <laughs> and on that note, uh, I want to thank you guys all again for joining us. Uh, hopefully y'all enjoyed the podcast. Uh, I I'd like to say thank it. Jay. It was it was all right for uh, joining us tonight. <laughs> it was great to have you. Uh, hey, thanks, it was great. And we'll so... catch we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Adios. Bye. Bye.